What up? Hey. So, with everything going on, I just want to talk about this whole quarantine social distancing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of people who aren't working right now and who have the luxury to work from home. Um, and I don't know what your guys' opinion on this is, mm-hmm. um, but I had someone on my Facebook. This really fucking pissed me off. She w- had the luxury of working from home, and she actually had to go in for some reason and she went on Facebook and complained about it about how hard life was that she had to go in to do this how to go and she's like I'm putting myself at risk blah 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 and I'm sitting here going okay you're not considering the truck drivers the paramedics the nurses the doctors I personally Mm -hmm. am deemed an essential service by the government in Canada and have to go into work right So think of, I just really want to say, like, think of those people who are providing these essential services before you go on Facebook and bitch about how hard the quarantine is being on you or the one day you had to go into work when you have that luxury to work from home and still be paid. Because there's a lot of people who aren't being paid. Um, There's a lot of people who are putting themselves at risk to provide essential services. Mm -hmm. And like, I know myself, my sister works in healthcare, so she is putting herself at risk. Um, So just. I'm seeing a lot of people's true colors about being dicks about this whole thing. And just before you oh, post on Facebook, just seriously thinking about who's going to see it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, because yeah. it, yes, it's a hard time for everyone. And I right. really think the people who have the privilege to work at home need to realize that. Right. So. My, like, I like totally what you said, because I remember, I don't know if Uchi, you were in the car at that time. But I was telling his roommate, because we all just went grocery shopping yesterday, um, that, like, just we, we, we drove to Uchi's cousin's place, and then we saw this um, uh, garbage truck kind of mm-hmm. taking, like, the garbage out probably to the landfill, right? I used to work at the landfill last summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these guys are still working right now. Mm-hmm. They have to handle garbage all day. When you blow your nose or, like, cough in a, in a paper towel or whatever, whatever, these guys have to pick up your garbage, and they're still working right now. So... You know, if if those guys are out there just like, you know, exactly putting themselves at risk every day, even with all this going on, because someone still needs to take your garbage out. Mm. Right. Yeah. Then that's also a different issue on itself. But, yeah, I guess like the worst thing is like for a lot of people as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I I work in an industry that's very dependent on people traveling all the time. Right. So, like, with everything's going down right now, mm-hmm. I haven't been working since Monday, and I don't even know when I'm going to go back to work, if yep. I'm going to go back to work, mm-hmm. right? And I'm lucky I have the support system to be, like, I have no income right now, but I'll be fine. Be fine yeah. Some people don't have that support system, yeah. right? See, and, like, that's, like, me. Like, I work for the government. I'm deemed an essential service. So, mm-hmm. like, luckily, I do have that backup of I am still getting paid. Right. But, like, there is a lot of people who aren't getting paid, and, like, the people who are working at home... Um, they're getting paid for doing their job. And the fact that you have the audacity in this situation to go and bitch about you having to go in for a couple hours to fix a problem when there is people working 12 hours in an ER, 12 hours, you know, as a paramedic shift, doing all these things, putting their people at risk, the truck Mm -hmm. drivers, the ranchers, the farmers, the everyone out there who... The bus drivers. The bus, the bus drivers, drivers, yeah. The, so many the, buses I saw today. Yeah, even the people who are working, the grocery store workers, mm-hmm, even yeah. like my dad works in a grocery warehouse. Yeah. Those people, mm-hmm. they are working still to make sure Canada is still functioning. Functioning properly. And it's like you just 
can't yeah. You can't get out of your little box that the world does not revolve around, around you. you. That's exactly <laughs> like, it. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. You're complaining that you're going into work, which is most likely empty, maybe? Maybe yeah. or the odd person there. One yeah. person there. You got into your car, drove to this office, and was probably didn't interact with anyone, got back into your car and went home. While some people are out there in the hospital Having to interact who with... Who knows how many people yeah. going in and out, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the best things I saw is like I have a friend who's a doctor, right? She said, while all of this is going on, don't forget other diseases have not stopped. Yes, mm-hmm. that's very true. Everything else is people still, going still get it. People are still getting cancer. People are still getting TB. People are still getting all different types of things, and they still have to go to the hospital as well. So yeah. it's like not only is the healthcare system and the whole system overwhelmed by this situation, it's overwhelmed by everything else. Yeah. So really think about it. Stop being a dick. Help each other out. And like, here's a message for all those people who are hoarding everything. Our grandparents did not make it through the First World War, the Second World War, the Great Depression by hoarding things. Yeah. We made it through by making sure everyone had enough just to get by and survive. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was shitty times, yeah. but everything ended up being okay in the end. Yeah. I couldn't find any diced canned tomatoes, guys. I just needed like one can Here's and the they were all though, gone. It's not like everything has stopped working. <laughs> Everything's still working. Right now we still have electricity, we still have water. Yeah. Nothing is going to crash and burn. Yet. Okay, <laughs> not even yet. Oh, most likely nothing is going to crash and burn. Most likely, that's true. That's true. Everyone's just panicking because the problem is, I hate to say this, right? Because I was out there sending memes as well, right? Mm-hmm. But... No one took this as serious as it should have been taken from the when beginning. When it first started, yeah. When it first started, we should have been like, I'm going to call out the government specifically. We should have been like, hey, this might become a problem. Let's be prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Instead of just kept punting it down the road, being like, yeah. eh, eh. And let's not eh. forget the toxicity that's happening now where mm-hmm. I think um, there was a sign on a on a shop that like someone took a I think my cousin took a picture of it and sent it to me. I don't I don't ha- I don't have no idea where this is. I know it's somewhere on a signboard. They might have taken it off by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was someone kind of being like, you know, thanks China for like eating raccoons or something like that and like bringing it here as a disease or whatever. And you know, in my head I'm like, so now you're just going to hate China or hate people who are Chinese by ethnicity or by nationality the, the because of, of this. The truth of the matter is this disease did not make people racist. It just revealed who the racist, who the racist are. people are. Yeah, because now I'm like, you realize white people brought like smallpox and like straight up wiped out <laughs> indigenous communities in South America, like all gone. And North America. And, and North America. And That's North America. true as well. You know, like pandemics happen, but this isn't, I don't know. I hate how like this is happening and you're seeing more of the dark part of people instead or, of people trying to help each yeah, other. And the me, me, me society. Yeah. Like the best picture I've ever seen is like a bunch of two very well-fed people mm-hmm. pushing a ch- two shopping carts fully loaded with something and then the little old man with like the one can of soup in his, right. in his shopping bin. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I said, our grandparents didn't make it through the hard times by focusing solely on themselves on themselves yeah and i did hear from uh this is like a clip that um my one of my parents sent me from a church i'm not going to call it that church i'm just going to keep it on the low low but you know this preacher goes on a rant and says like the pandemic is like god's way of punishing sinners or whatever that's also in my opinion i could be wrong and if i'm if i'm offending anyone i'm sorry out there but i still think that's 
kind of hateful speech okay, still as well. Here's the thing. Mother Nature has three ways of controlling population. Exactly. Disease, war, and famine. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this whole, like, the people who are getting sick are people who, like, quote unquote, are being punished for being sinners. Or this is let this is not the time for this at all. Yeah, you know, the most like ironic just, thing, though. Yeah. In the states, they like which state? I think it's Michigan, right? Yeah. They then ban the ban large gatherings, exception of churches, right? Yeah. And guess how many people got po- tested positive at a church yeah. gathering? Yeah. It's like, guys, like listen to the scientists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know it's this whole like implore oh, you. I'm gonna stick it to the libs. Like yeah. we t- we all just want to survive, right? Yeah. Well, and like I know we're taking a little bit of a risk here by recording, but I mean none of us have traveled. Yeah. None yeah. of I've, us have. We've to all our been knowledge. isolated to the this entire time. This entire yeah. week, I've either been at home or here. Or and see, home. and I've been around <laughs> so, very few people yeah. that would potentially be exposed to it. Exactly. Um. So like we are taking a little bit of liberty by recording this, mm-hmm. but but like this is the last day we're recording because. Yeah. So yeah, so next week you're gonna hear our Aladdin yeah, episode, which we Aladdin. just recorded like a couple minutes ago. So and that going could back be the back. last recording for a month, yeah. two month, months? two months, depending three months. on how things go. Yeah, depending how things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want everyone to be like safe out there, right? Yeah, yeah. and like we share the love, share the good vibes, just like you know, just. Take care of each other because, and I know it is like you're the, you're the only one who can take care of you, but if you can do a little good or if you haven't talked to someone and you want to reach out to them and just say like, Hey, I hope you're okay. Exactly. Like now is the time to do it because honestly, like I don't want to sound like the world's ending, but the reality is, is we may not have tomorrow. Exactly. So just. And you want to be good to everyone as well. You know, be a giver. Don't be a taker. Just give a shot at everyone, you know? Yeah. And, you know, show the world that you have a lion heart. (laughs) Before we go into the movie, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw, um, I'm leaving. Why are you leaving? I'm leaving. Fuck that shit. Door slam. Oh my God. (laughs) He straight up leaves the room. (laughs) So before we go into that until Uchi comes back, because he can't record without him. Oh my goodness. In sad news, um, and maybe I'm the (laughs) old person here. Yeah. And I don't know how many of our listeners will know who this is, but country music star Kenny Rogers has passed away at the age of 81. Ooh. So Uchi, come back. He might have gone to the bathroom maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> he yeah. just leaves the room. Just gone. Yeah. My pun was so great. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, that's how we lost listeners. But yeah. Again, I can, you could still hear him. I can hear him <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's start the show. <laughs> okay, you're right there. There's no loss from the outside. <laughs> Welcome to Northern Creative Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Simaka. I'm Pam Hunchark. You know, I just realized. What? The door locks from the inside. It's like when I stormed out, out. I was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't think this through. This dude locked himself out. Yeah. (laughs) My pun 
was so good it locked Uchi out. Was I so was not bad. gonna lie, like you're going out for a while. Get me a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the downside is I don't have a car, so I'm not walking through the drive-through Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> would they allow that now? Because I know with like drive-throughs, you're only allowed to like go with four wheels. Right. So would they allow like just walk-ups? Maybe. Why not? Potentially. Why not? I kind of want to test this theory. <laughs> okay, because oh we do have that story of me and Sam walking through a drive-thru. Ooh. You know, the dog days are over. <laughs> That's the best part. I hate the fact you agreed to that story. I was yeah. way too drunk to mm-hmm. be allowed to Uchi walk through How do we always start mo- shows with, oh, this one time Uchi was drunk? Because <laughs> I like doing stupid shit with a drunk. This one time, okay. When Uchi and I, neither of us had a car, okay, back in university days. I had a car in freaking university, but I also lived in Timbuktu. That's true. (laughs) And we were also international students in university, so none of us had I was going to say, and what the hell was I, chopped liver? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know I'm not an international student, but like... (laughs) All the, mon- all, the, all the money for a car went to tuition at the time. I think my car and booze. Is, and booze, was yeah. $300. Yeah. The car I am driving currently was $300. 300? You and buy for 300 Yeah. It's a 1999 Alero Oldsmobile with like 300,000 kilometers on That's it. That's really good. My wow. dad and I, I bought it with from like a little old lady and it had like 75,000 kilometers on it. I've had it for about seven years. And my car before that was like a 93 Honda that was... We paid like 254 because it only drove in reverse, and then my dad fixed that. And then my car before <laughs> that was willed to be by my aunt, oh, who passed away. Look at you. So Just like all the cars. I've never spent. Well, this is actually the car I've had the longest, yeah. but it's also spent the last two weeks in the shop. That's that's yeah. good. So. That's yeah. You got lucky there. You yeah. got dealt a good hand. Yeah. No. Uh, we didn't have a car at this t- point in time. But we were really hungry, so guess what? It was it was late. It was Actually, like I don't know if I was hungry or just drunk. To it be was. See, that's I was, where you get a shopping cart, and someone yeah. sits in the shopping car, shopping cart because then you can argue <laughs> it has four rules. wheels. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know what, but basically, we went to this A and W, but they were closed because it was like one, 1 a.m. Yeah. maybe, and we walked through the drive-through and got A and W. Yeah. She gave us food. We yeah, bought food that, that by walking through a drive She probably thought one of you was attractive. It's probably me. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. I don't know. I, <laughs> honestly, I just remember, I was like, as soon as I had the food in my hand, I was like, we shouldn't have been allowed to do this. I'm too drunk. I'm yeah. going to bed. <laughs> but again, they had no reason to refuse us. We had the money for it. Do you? Yes, amazing thing. I can't remember this now. On the way to N W, because we bust from Osborne, right? Mm-hmm. I remember we were about to leave, right? And I remember telling someone, I was like, "Man, I feel so bad for Sam because he has to take care of me now." Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, you guys say N W. I remember this was my last year of university, so the after the year off, and I came back. Yeah. Um, bed not yeah the eggy bed push social. We crawled back to my friend's place at like two a.m. and I remember being half asleep on the couch and I remember the rest of the people coming in and be like, Oh, we should get Subway and they like dash delivered Subway at three AM in the morning. Yeah. Um so I like woke up to a full like social subway platter on the table and I was just like, What oh the my hell? Goodness. And I mean then there was like one of her friends sleeping on the other couch for me and yeah. he's like he woke up and he was like, Hey, do you remember me sitting on you halfway through the night? And oh, I was like my goodness. What? Because he apparently, like, when I was asleep on the couch, like, I pulled the covers right up over my head to, like, block out the light in the kitchen. Apparently, he went to, like, sit on me, and I, like, moved, and he just, like, jumped up and just shrieked and, like, ran away. (laughs) And I was like, 
I must have been so out of sleep. I didn't remember that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I also have a story like that. Because yet again, very drunk. Oh my god. I just remember You're always drunk. <laughs> okay, here's something everyone should always do, right? Next morning, after a night of drinking all that stuff, always go through your pictures on your phone. I'm always the sober person at these parties. It's that's, your, me. that's your problem. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I heavy, know. I'm a heavyweight, right? I drink uh, a lot, that's, but that's, I don't get drunk. So, so am I, but I also drink way more. You bottle, gotta compensate. Yeah. You gotta if you're compensate. heavyweight, drink half a bottle. Don't <laughs> drink half a bottle. That's terrible advice. <laughs> well, I mean, but I have drank half a bottle when I was by myself at home, and I was. Th- that's when I watched you for you. I mean, you're not. Fine. You're not alone. You have your dragon. Yeah, that's you got true. It. Oh you my god, so many innuendos. Fuck. I have my dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should explain now that your little beardy named Oracle, right? Dragon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, There's the context. I have a lizard that lives with me. So. Can't do it. Can't do it. (laughs) I have a big brown lizard that lives with me. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) My story's not even worth it at this point. (laughs) Yes, just always check your phone for pictures after a night of drinking. I found a picture of me sitting on top of a bunch of white people. Mm -hmm. I don't remember taking this picture. I was just like, how did this happen? Oh my god. I didn't hear white people when you said that. I heard white bean pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Again, phrasing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Would you probably say what movie are you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um speaking of white people, the movie we're reviewing today has no white people. Um <laughs> Because it's in Africa. Because it's set in Africa. And before um, people lose their mind, have you been to Africa? There's a lot of black people I there. I was gonna yeah. say, do you know what just popped into my head? Africa by Toto. And I yeah. remember you one time looking at me saying, I remember what my my dad remembers when that song came out. Yeah. And he said there was so many children conceived to that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> have you guys seen um Get Him to the Greek? There's, no. an, there's yeah. an African child song in the beginning that's just hilarious. Oh, no. It's oh my god! It's it's a it, that's a good movie. Watch that movie for those listening. Get him to the Greek. Good yeah, movie. Anyways, um, Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast which looks at audience and host hand picked films based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. Basically, we review movies that we love and you might love or hate. We Shit on them if they're bad. You get the point. Or love on them if they're good. Yeah, pretty much. All of the opinions we're going to give to you based off of this movie that we are about to review, I will say the n- title of the movie in a second, um, are based off of our own opinions individually um, as and as a collective, as a group at the end of it, probably. Um, and yeah. So no one's, no one's paying us for opinions. They're solely our opinions. Unless you guys want to pay us for your opinions, then we'll gladly take your money. <laughs> but I'll our opinions are not for sale. Oh, well, I guess they are for sale in this, <laughs> okay, in this situation. <laughs> if your opinion is really bad, it needs to be a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> if your opinion doesn't agree with Uchi, is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's just smiling. Oh, my goodness. Today. No, that's the best part, though. A lot of times you guys agree with me when I say a movie is bad or it's good, right? I think generally so, we all kind of. Even if we don't agree at first, we kind of convince each other, which is what I like about this podcast. Eventually, everyone kind of tailors their... Conform. Yeah, conform. <laughs> Peer pressure. One of us. <laughs> yeah. One of us. Throw away your individuality. I cannot do with both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Today, we are reviewing the Nigerian Netflix movie, 
Lionheart, which was directed by Genevieve Naji. Um, she's pretty big in, 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 well, okay. First of all, does either of you know about Nollywood? And just know Kay. the basics. So there's Hollywood, there's Bollywood, and there's Nollywood. I'm assuming that's like Nigerian Hollywood. Nollywood is yeah. Nigerian Hollywood. They are the third um, largest film industry mm-hmm. after Bollywood and Hollywood, obviously. Um, I think they like average about 700 <coughs> million US dollars a year um, collectively as a group. Um, this movie was made independent of Netflix, but it was picked like Netflix kind of bought it out. It was like, hey, this movie's good. We want to buy it from you and like stream it on our platform. So they kind of paid them money to do that. Um, but yeah, it was di- also directed by Genevieve as well. So she was the main character and it was also directed by her as well. And this was like her first ever movie she's ever directed before. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into initial thoughts or do you want me to go straight into initial thoughts? I mean, I guess I could tell the audience it debuted, uh, sorry, it premiered rather uh, in 2018 at the Toronto Film Festival, TIFF, um, which has been doing really good lately for good movies because I think Beasts of No Nation premiered at TIFF as well. Um, It came out in 2018. And then we did talk about this before the podcast. It... um, was nominated for Best International Feature Film in the 92nd Academy Awards, the Oscars. Um, However, it got kicked out because it didn't have uh, up to 50% of non-English speaking um, characters or something. I don't know. Something like that. Um, But yeah. So let's jump into initial thoughts after hearing that it has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes but a 63% audience score. I was just going to wonder, because I was like, when I looked at that, I thought it said like 59 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a 63% audience score. Okay. But, uh, 63% audience score. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Like, I guess we have to clear this up. When you see 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, it does not mean that movie scored a perfect rating. Yeah. It means 100% of its reviews were positive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. positive is anything above a five or a six. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is better mm-hmm. to look at is say the review average or IMDb score or yeah. or even the audience scores. score, yeah, as well. Maybe and it was the IMDb that I looked at that was like sixty percent or something like right. that. Yeah. And I should mention the audience score of sixty three percent was majority from Nollywood critics themselves. Yes. So it was from critics from the actual industry that the movie was made for. So sixty. So I guess officially we could go sixty three percent is the actual score for this movie. Because honestly, this movie is just meh. Yeah. I can it see is that. Very meh. I can see that. Um, I think it's a huge milestone in the sense that, like, a woman who was born in Africa has developed her career in Africa, was able to make a movie of this caliber that was even considered for an Academy nomination. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Here's the thing, though: countries choose what movies they want to be nominated for in the yeah. National Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So Nigeria, whatever they picked, they picked yeah. This one. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm not taking that away from this movie, right? Yeah. But personally, I found this movie. The characters were very one-dimensional. I found the plot nonsensical, to be honest. Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. I found the villain. Mm. It's not really. He wasn't really a, it's not like real a villain. business. I've, I just found that. Okay, I guess this movie was. Key, I watched this movie the worst time where it's like, yeah, let's celebrate capitalism and how we help the working man. <laughs> so it's and it, yet we're basically going to be financially destroyed by a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So this was the worst time for me to watch this movie. Yeah. So I was already 
like well, it de- it depended on the lens you look at. The, well, anyways, we'll get into that eventually. Even if I look at it as a lens, yeah. I find like some of the business aspect of the movie kind of maybe like I'm not a business major. I don't do finance. I'd say they didn't really focus on the business aspect but it really. didn't make sense to me they it was more focused on the family, the family aspect, aspect of things yeah my business didn't really play much of a factor. my question is can someone please explain the whole opening thing because we talked about this before and you said there's some history behind it and like me being the whitest trisket in the room here <laughs> okay <laughs> um need some like and i've never been to africa right so i just need some like background the op- um, the op- whole like especially with the whole opening with like I guess the kind of rioting and the compound and all that. Oh, yes, okay. I guess yeah. that would be the best example. Yeah. To so that. basically, um, the opening again. If you, I guess, if you, I don't know if you had that in Malawi, but oh no, we have um, social discourse and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, but, but no, I'm but this was more us and you guys would be. Yeah, but this was more those. So basically, the people who wanted to like vandalize the buses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They had a problem. That's like that just shows like the civil unrest where there's a huge disparity between the rich and the poor in countries like mm-hmm. that, where you have the poor people suffering and to the point where they're mad at the upper class. They're always angry, right? Okay. Which is why you have cases of like, you know, kidnappings and stuff like that, or like holding people for ransom to make money because that's the only way they can really get back at the upper class. Mm-hmm. Um, some classic like Russian Revolution type shit, right? Um, so in this case, you know, they're kind of halting. Um, it's kind of like the equivalent of if, like, you know, people were so poor in Canada that, like, they decided to go ahead and, like, maybe um, stop Cineplex from playing movies, for instance, because oh, okay. the movie industry makes so much money and the directors are okay. so rich, right? So kind of like the, the stopping the pipeline. Yeah, sort exactly. Of okay. So they're, like, you know, rioting and, like, just putting themselves in front okay. of that. And then that's when she goes again, and you're kind of getting this whole aspect of, like, she's a strong female character where she goes and she's like, this isn't helping anyone because these innocent people need to get on the bus and go where they need to go. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, like delaying them. And at the same time, you're also like causing a nuisance of yourself because, you know. So, I mean, that part, they didn't really like, but again, referring to what Uchi said with the bland um, delivery and stuff, they didn't really like capture that. See, but then, and I feel like that was my problem is like, that's what made it hard. Cause like as someone who, as an outsider who doesn't know that. Right. Um, like kind of just seemed disconnected from right. the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I could get that, too. It, I think it was just more... Um, and like I said earlier, the film was initially tailored towards a Nigerian audience mm-hmm. before Netflix was like, this is good. We want it to be on Netflix, right? And then they did that. So, I don't know. Even then, if like it was tailored towards a Nigerian audience, I don't know much about like Norwood movies. I don't watch mm-hmm. that many, right? Yeah. I found that scene, especially, was very tone deaf from the, the 1% looking down on like everyone else. Because maybe she's not even the 1% of Nigeria, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I mean, her family was in debt the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a business that was in debt. The family yeah, business. Yeah, family But then, like, fine. we don't know how the business was set up and all this stuff. Yeah. Yet again, that's more stuff I can hear in this movie. Yeah. My biggest thing is that scene, when you look at the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. it's kind of irrelevant. Because mm-hmm. it never, never comes back again. to that. That's true. It was yeah. never addressed again. Oh, was, actually... I think they might have wanted to come back to it in the scene where she's like with the bus drivers or trying to like figure out routes and stuff with the white. Yeah, I feel like that was maybe a little bit, but it just didn't go it through. Didn't or go, maybe yeah. it was like something that got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, probably did. Maybe they? maybe they like just left that part out or something. I don't know. Maybe. But maybe the biggest problem with this movie is that I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm I saying this because we just did a and I was like, that movie's like two hours long. I hate it. <laughs> this movie's an hour of 30. Mm-hmm. Not enough was explained or done in this movie to... Yeah. I just felt that like, it was definitely a human interest story. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm going to sneeze. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a human, it's a character story. Yeah, and like you definitely have to kind of be interested in the business world and like human rights and and stuff like and yeah. stuff like that to fully enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. um, like like you said, I did find the characters just kind of flat. There was mm. no real development. There was just, and then like the ending where it, I think um, the most fun. How do you pronounce her name? Um, Ada. Ada. Yeah. Ada. Ada. Um, yeah. And the other guy, the young. The Hamza. Oh, Hamza? Hamza, yeah. Hamza, Hamza. and like that kind of weird little, oh, you have an admirer thing. Oh, like, I thought that yeah. was, yeah, that yeah. just like, didn't like jive like, with uh, the. Yeah. They had the worst chemistry mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Well, that's like, again, coming back to, I guess, disparity differences in a way, mm-hmm. culturally, right? Because, like, you remember onwards in, how yeah. awkward my man's was? Somehow Hamza was not as awkward as I guess. No, he wasn't. But that's the thing too, right? Where I ha- I've had this conversation with my cousin actually, mm-hmm. where he says that like, um, I, I'm guessing this is probably the same for other ethnicities too. Um, we've been so attuned or like kind of like, I don't know, kind of made to look at romance in through like the Hollywood lens for majority of the time mm-hmm. that there's other ways romance could be portrayed in other cultures that we're oblivious to because Hollywood has dominated that. Yeah, that's true. Of, so like, you know, yeah. like the typical, like, you know, I would, I, I can only speak for Nigeria because obviously I, I've grown up and I know a lot of Nigerians, but the typical way people would fall in love or like be like, Oh, that's someone I want to date would be like, um, you know, maybe them meeting at a party, for instance, or like them. I, there's like a different kind of vibe to it. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's like some little intangibles with like him being like, oh, you know, you're looking for uh, the owner of this company or whatever. He's like, well, that that just happens to be my dad. You know, do you want to see him? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Th- those are the kind of things where like, you know, if it's a night, I don't know. I feel like if it was a Nigerian, we'd be like, "Woo, OK, he got the connections, you know. And then it's like something that like, you know, it's kind of like that that that's kind of piquing your interest in him you're not really falling for him but you're kind of like okay let's see where this is going yeah you know um see and like i don't want to say people are options yeah (laughs) um because i I don't think anyone should be an option or a choice right but um choice yeah (laughs) as someone who has been second choice for a large portion of her life but we're not going into drama about my romance um (laughs) (laughs) that was not something she said yeah (laughs) Uh, but like i see what you say like i feel like it's almost a different time like because now everything's so date on the internet this way like my parents have been married for 35 ish years and i mean they met at a halloween party yeah exactly so like it's a i guess like a different time my parents bonded over my dad dropping my mom off at work every morning because they worked in the same general area well like and And they lived in the same neighborhood that's how they met my parents you need a ride we're at a halloween party and my mom's best friend yeah disappeared like just kind of mm-hmm. went off somewhere and my dad more context that it was raining also oh, so okay. my dad was kind of like well it's raining this lady looks like she needs to be somewhere hey where are you going because you're my neighbor right? yeah oh and then, see, yeah so. and like that's the thing like my dad was like oh we live like in the same town mm-hmm. do you need a ride home and right. then they dated on and off yeah, for like exactly. five years and mm-hmm. he proposed to my mom i think three times and then right. she was like i'm going to europe for three months we'll reconsider this when i get back <laughs> will you marry me Listen, <laughs> Rome do. Oh my goodness! And like, I like how the did they get married at the end of this? No, no, no. no I think they were like okay. courtships. They started. just met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah met, exactly. Like, those are like, oh, he, I think he likes you, and like that's where the movie. Yeah, I loved mm-hmm. her assistant. Yeah, her assistant. Was I great. loved yeah. her assistant. Her she was she great. was my favorite character. I, I think, think she was the character with the most depth. I think my favorite character <laughs> was the uncle. 
uncle is the uncle. He was, was kind of a badass. He was great to me because oh, I like how the uncle. I was like, oh, he's gonna be one of those difficult uncles. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. Come here. Because I went in with I the perception you. to not like him. Yeah, and then it was kind of like, okay, he's not that no, bad of a character. No, he was great because I liked. So I liked how like all this time, you know, the dad has a heart attack. And then, you know, instead of, like, giving the company to her, he's like, well, I'm giving it to you and your uncle to manage together. See, and right? I like the, like, portrayal of where she's like, oh, it's because I'm a woman that he's not Yeah, gay. but he's like, nah. No. I'm, your uncle's just... Because I, I think he, the dad was kind of, like, trying to be a sage mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, you know, he's like, me and your uncle started this company. Yeah. But, like, and then the uncle the comes in to show... Like to show her like the underbelly of how the company actually Functions. legit started. Yeah. Oh, wait, because you remember the scene with the um sorry to cut you off, but like the scene with the I'm just trying to follow my train of thought. Um the scene with the uh bank and the loan. Mm -hmm. Oh and the bank. And where he looks at the guy and he's like, How much for you though? Yeah, because you know, everyone has a price. Everyone yeah. has a price. And then the guy's like, well, you know, and then he looks at her. And he's like, I'm telling you, like, Ada, this is this is how business mm -hmm. works, you know. And like, I just thought that was so cool because all this time she'd been following rules, trying to do things like, you know, on the books and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the uncle's kind of and the, the dad says that in the beginning as well. Where he's like, she needs to learn that things don't always go as planned. I right. Think. So it's kind of like you need to teach her how to think outside the box and do things. Yeah. Well, not be crooked, but like. Okay, yeah, you I guess know. we can talk about the bribery thing. I'll, yeah. I'll jump back to, like, my other thing I want to say. Yeah. A lot of countries, a lot of African countries, right, suffered from bribery, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, Corruption's it's getting, everywhere. Corruption, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's getting better now. It still exists, right? Yeah. I'm not saying we've done it, mm -hmm. but sometimes it happens. It also gets to a point where, like, again, cultural, culture, uh, different cultures, right, different situations, in some African countries, in some certain situations, a bribery is the only way you can make it through those certain situations. Well, right? and personal, not personal story, but a family friend. Yeah. And this happened probably late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. um, he was a Polish immigrant. Yeah. And he remembers his dad smuggling him and his mom in the back seat of a car underneath right. a blanket mm -hmm. paying off the border guards to exactly, get them out of to get Poland. Them through. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, same thing. If you need to get like um, um, get through to a different state in Nigeria or whatever where there's like a lockdown. But then like people know like it might be better in Lagos to like move in or whatever. But like, you know, the, the border patrol is kind of like, well, no one's in without like valid ID or whatever. Right. But if you pay them a little bit, then you can come into Lagos and start a fresh life because Lagos is like the big city. Right. Mm -hmm. Lagos, is like the New York of Nigeria. Right. So it's like you have all those situations too where people are trying to come out of poverty. But then the city is like Lagos has the highest is the most populated city in Africa right now, mm -hmm. I think. So it's crazy how all of those things happen. But so I, I don't know with the corruption part. It's bad. But at the same time. There's a lot of underlying layers behind all of it. In Africa, right? corruption is that unnecessary evil. No one wants it there. Yeah, but it just it, it happens. exists. Yeah, and like you have people combating it, right, and mm -hmm. trying to stop it from happening. But sometimes, yeah, I think the worst one is like to get a driver's license picture. Right, people would bribe to get yeah. a picture taken. People bribe to just get a license in general. You don't even take a test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That terrifies me. You don't, <laughs> Africa's full of terrible drivers. You don't, you don't even have to take a test. You just slide a few bills like you have your license. You're like, good to go. Yeah. <laughs> half the people here can't fucking drive. Yeah. If half the people here try to fucking. Oh my goodness. But here's the thing if you can drive in Africa, you can drive anywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> a random fucking go to appear in the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they fucking go so terrifying. You oh be minding your own fucking business doing like a hundred. 
goat. Like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Either goat or some random pedestrian who just runs like across the highway. Should I give you a list of the you things know, I've there's so many things I've hit or almost hit? <laughs> oh my god. Goats. Person. Dogs. I almost hit a person. Yeah. That was I, terrifying. Per, like, yeah. The worst one it was a kid. Yeah. Like kids, six years. Kids as well. Yeah. Like it was a dual carriage road, right? Mm-hmm. A truck just passed, and the kid ran across the yeah. road. They don't so look the before they run. Yeah. And I almost hit him. I was so yeah. fucking so scared. So basically, when you drive in Africa, you have to be like, try as much as possible to be Batman. Be aware of your surroundings because if you're not, you're going to be in trouble. If you see a red light, or sorry, if you see a green at an intersection, Please still look left and right before <laughs> passing that intersection. Yes, just because look. you have a right of way doesn't no, mean, mean really have a right of way. <laughs> Wait, what's the best one that ever started? Someone's like, you can have the right of way as many times as you want, right? You yeah. could be right, but it makes no difference if you're dead. Exactly. And Maybe also. Maybe you should take that into consideration with your opinions, EG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm sorry. No, oh come get me. no one knows what I look like. <laughs> I mean, it's probably do. But like, we oh have promo posters up yeah. on the website. <laughs> and See, I can tell for suit. And I often <laughs> do. I wear a suit. And I can tell for late for like Nigeria specifically, car insurance is not a thing for us. I don't know what it is in Malawi, but car, for us, oh, we have car insurance. We have insurance. Uh, certificate of officiation, which is really fucking stupid. We have certificate of officiation too. Yeah, because you yeah. have to prove that after five years, when you buy a car, after five years, you have to get a certificate saying your car is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then does that mean five years from when the car was made or five years from when you bought it? From when you bought it, I would imagine. I believe it's from when you bought it. But yeah. it's still stupid because it's just like, hey, just go get the sticker. Do you have yeah. to prove anything on your car? No, you just put, get you the just sticker. just put the sticker on your dashboard. Oh, sorry, on your windscreen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, you your call it a windscreen? It's not yeah. windshield? We call, we call it windscreen. windscreen. Yeah. Hmm. British. Colonized. Colonized by the British, so. I still say mom. Yeah. M-U-R. <laughs> and yeah. I honestly say mom. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait. No, I, I turned American and started calling my mom mom. Well, I half grew up in England, right? So it was always mummy, but, you know. So I feel like if I called my mother mummy, she'd fucking slap. Well, because if you if you say it in a North American accent, it sounds weird, right? But in a British accent, it's not as bad. So. Mm, it's still fucking weird. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah, next time, just call your mom mother. Oh god, she yeah. would not be okay with Hello, that. Hello, mother. Hello, mother. <laughs> yeah. Half the time, it's mom or ma. Mother, yeah, please. Ma. Because usually when she's not here, she's like mom, mom, mom. Ah, oh. <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> Wait, oh did you ever mention your parents by their given names? Oh, no. I'll get beaten. That's not something you do with African. Uh, and if you noticed in this movie, too, in Lionheart, she calls her mom mummy as well. Yes, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess she so. Does. British thing, again. Yeah. Colonized by the British. So, yeah. And the thing, interesting. Oh. What? <laughs> can't talk. English, English hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do English well. Yeah. <laughs> um, they call. Um, I guess like the dad chief. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's a chief. Yeah, that's he's an actual chief. Okay, yeah. okay. He's an actual chief. I was wondering about yeah. that. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So the son is actually a prince, a Nigerian. He's prince. actually an Af- Yeah, he's actually a Nigerian prince. And it's not the Nigerian prince who's trying to give you a million no, dollars. No, no. I I <laughs> kind side. of like. Okay, again, speaking from uh, even from an Af- just someone who's African in general, I like the avenue they came at her brother with. Because they kind of made it seem like the brother wanted to be like a musician, yeah. right? Well, but then the did. dad always felt like he was wasting his life or whatever. or was like a failure because the music thing wasn't taking off. 
But, you know, he would always talk to his mom and then he'd be like, mom, you know, I need some help with the studio or whatever, whatever. the thing. This is from a movie called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay. The man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck and the neck can turn the head any way she wants. Exactly. Yeah. But I just like how. If I ever need anything or if I want something, the first person I always ask is my mom. Me too. Yeah. Always my mom. Because mm-hmm. if I ask my dad, like, hey, Kenny, I get this, like, ask no. your mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I it's just, ask your mom. Either get ask your mom or no. Did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then that happens, too. I, I liked the how crucial the mom was to mm-hmm. the decisions in the house, specifically. And also, that translated into the decisions of the workplace. Um, again, I just love the uncle because the uncle, just watching him, I could see all of my uncles just looking see, at him. It was crazy. Because, you know, the the office, the first day he's there in the office, he, like, has, like, a sermon with, like, all of the, co- all of the like, people in the office. And they, like, have a praise and worship session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're all leaving afterwards. And he just, like, sits in reception. He's, like, he likes to see everything from here. See, the one thing, like, you mentioned about the mom, yeah. I just feel like this, I'm not saying, like, now, but I feel, like, historically, yeah. um, African cultures have a better view of women Kind in of. a sense, like, like their mothers, they're a little more respectful of their mothers and their daughters as opposed yeah. to like white culture mm-hmm. where like, what, not saying they aren't misogynistic, but like whites are so misogynistic historically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- that's just how I view we it. Had, I feel like we they had have full a, on like women special ops, like tribal armies and stuff. Yeah. Like see, that and that's like, time, I, like, I feel yeah. it's like a little bit more of a slightly positive view. And mm-hmm. like, they kept that going with um, like the mum being like a positive role and having a say and like being like, yeah, your dad makes the decisions, but I can sway those decisions. Mm -hmm. Which podcast was it where I talked about the whole, it was coming to America when I talked about the matriarchal society that we have in Maui. That we have, yeah. Yeah. That you have, sorry, yeah. That Mm -hmm. we have in Maui and like Mm -hmm. how it all works and Mm -hmm. what it means, right? I notice sexism in Africa comes about only when religion plays a role. Yes, that's what I have noticed. Religion, Either Islam or Christianity. Christianity is is in, fuck what's that word? I can English today as well. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> I do English well. I do English, I do well. English good. Sorry. <laughs> Me English no yeah. well. Uh, what's English is your second language, right? No, I speak English as my first language. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to find out what language someone speaks as a first language is to ask them mm-hmm. what the inner monologue is. Okay. Yeah. So give me a second. Corona. <laughs> Don't say that shit. Okay, so my inner monologue is in English. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I never know. Like, yeah. Because it's yeah. Well, like that's that's just one thing I noticed in general. Um, yeah. Because then you, I think, oh, what was one of the? There was a, I think in like an Edo festival. Whatever that is looks really good. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Anyways, well, food. Yeah, food. I think just, just, right now, really, it's eight thirty in the evening. Oh fam. my goodness! <laughs> I was gonna say our clock is an hour behind. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, no, like I think it was an Edo festival. I think that's what it is. Where like basically, um, okay, with this festival, I'm not sure if any one of our listeners is actually. I have a friend who's Edo that might be listening to this, but I think it's supposed to be a festival that celebrates like the 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 form of a woman like women as mm-hmm. women right so like basically you have a bunch of women like coming out um they are dressed somewhat scantily right but again taking back to like your boudoir stuff mm-hmm. like all body positivity or whatever See, uh, i have something to say after yeah that. okay so like it's it's just tradition right mm-hmm. they do all of that 
Um, they do dances and stuff like that and whatnot, right? Um, that's currently looked down upon by, again, religion. So mm -hmm. most of the, um, you know, Muslim or Christian communities are trying to close that down now, like yeah. it not being a thing. Or whenever it's a thing, they look at it as, oh my God, that's disgusting, you know, whatever. Um, so you have a lot of that too. I, I'm on the fence with it because like, I can see where the religious people are coming from. But then at the same time, it's been tradition probably for Is it only women that attend years. or is it men and? Well, the actual, the only performers are women. Okay. But everyone is a lot. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a parade, right? Okay. Like when you watch a parade. Yeah, same thing. And they have similar things in like Sri Lanka or like mm -hmm. all of those places. Like I know Nicki Minaj had like a thing on her Instagram where she was at one of those. And all the women were dressed in like feathery outfits you mean and like whatever. Kind of Something like that. Yeah, See, something similar to that. We, I belong to, I don't want to say a group, but there's a group of us um, where I'm currently living. Um, we're on the moons. We yeah. Like the full moons and the solstices and the equinox. We get together to share in our knowledge of going through life. Right. Um, and so, like, it's only women that attend. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, there's a huge age gap. But we kind of just, it's to change the way women talk to each other, how we act towards each other. Right. Um, because there's so much cattiness between women in the in the world, um, and like this is culturally from history when women were have their cycles, their their moon come around, <laughs> where um, they were thought to be dirty, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so like women used to gather in in tents and would share dances, like be scantily clad, show their bodies because it was all positive because usually the women that were involved with this would be your midwives would yeah. be the one, especially like it was also very much to like, um, I want to say goddessize. Um, I don't even know if that's a word, but like the women, who, the fertility of women and like right. the pregnancy and like that, mm -hmm. because um, like that was like women were thought to be dirty and that it was like yeah, not so a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, very, like definitely are, very similar yeah, to it. Yeah, but again, it's only women who can attend. And it's like all the only women who could leave the tent mm -hmm. who were people who have gone through menopause and who are, or who were not on their cycle. Okay. Um, so, yeah, basically it was it's, mm -hmm. that's why we call it the moon, the moon parties. The moon parties. Yeah. Okay. And we usually cool. gather on full moons. And yeah, it's just hmm. it's excuse to get together. Hmm. And it's like share your going what you're going through in life right. and just a positive hmm. kind of experience. Yeah. So, so I imagine that's kind of the same thing. This, uh, yeah. Something similar to that. Exactly. And like. You know, I always have a gripe with this, especially like even going back home, talking to family and stuff like that. There's such a divide right now. And I, again, I 100% blame colonialism for this. Um, but there's such a divide between culture or like tradition, right? I wouldn't say culture. Mm -hmm. I'd say tradition and like the modern era or more modern ways of modern ideologies, right? Mm -hmm. That like you kind of have this rift that's in the middle where to walk on that rift would be would be you being an, an outlier to the mm -hmm. society. So most people are either really on the side of like, you know, um, religion or modernism. And then the others are like on this is the older generation, by the yeah. way. I'm not talking about the new generation. And then the others are like on, you know, stick to tradition mm -hmm. and stuff. Right. And then they clash all the time. Yeah. And now you're having our generation where we're all walking the line mm -hmm. in the middle. And then you're having the older generation being like, we're all like kind of disappointing them in the sense choose that you, a side. Yeah, yeah. They're like you either choose a side or you're or you don't know who you are. But and then we're all kind of like we don't want to choose a side. We're all of those things together. But they don't. Yeah. They generally some parents might understand it, but the vast majority wouldn't understand that because they see it as if you don't pick a side, then like mm. something's wrong with you. You know. 
And then, you know, if one side sees you picking the other side, then, oh, yeah, you're disowned. You're well, see, done. and that's that's like where I'm currently living. It's extremely religious. Yeah. I have people coming to my door and witnessing me mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> and like even at my job and I work for the government, yeah. it is talked about around the lunch table, which mm-hmm. is something I am not comfortable talking about. Right. I don't think religion necessarily has a place in the workplace Mm -hmm. um like if you want to talk about that when your friends get together or over lunch cool it's a trigger for some people it is and like i'm not saying i'm not religious i hate religion or anything like that Mm -hmm. but like i have had coworkers blatantly be like oh what church do you attend yeah and me have to look at them and go look like i'm not comfortable and they keep pushing it and me being like you know what i don't need uh, a church to worship in right you know what and that's the thing is you can go sit by a lake and, and still, yeah, still have your own connection, your own your own connection yeah. to whether it's God or Buddha mm-hmm. or um, just spirit, the universe, karma, whatever right. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't necessarily need a building. Right. Right. I had a very, very shaky okay. relationship. I'm going to have to cut with. you off because we've gone very far off the movie topic. Yes, yeah. we, have. we have. So I'm just going to say this and then we'll get back to the movie. Mm-hmm. Religion is like a dick. Oh my god! Almost everyone has one, Jeez. but it's not okay to just whip it out and show it to everyone. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the point is that we're trying to make without. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So like, yeah. let's get back to this movie. Oh Long-winded point. Yeah. Long-winded point because now I can start ripping apart one of the things that we really did not understand about. This okay. Movie so like. what? Which? What is it? This loan. The what? The loan that? Oh, the loan mm-hmm. for nine hundred and something. Oh, nada. they didn't. They didn't get it eventually. They right? didn't get it eventually, yeah. but they solved it in some ridiculous, uh, convoluted way, which I did not like as well. They solved it in the merger. <laughs> yeah, they solved it with the merger. Yeah, the merger. Yeah. But like, so for this loan is huge, right? Yeah. Well, nine hundred million naira. That's probably like, I should actually find out what that is in dollars. Why are you working out how much that is? In dollars? Yeah. How did my man, whoever is accounting in this department, how did they not notice this might just suddenly appear? No, no, they they probably took out the loan to start the business. To start the business, yeah. I but thought no, they took it, out the loan to expand the buses. To expand the buses, right? No, but no oh, one, no one on the board knew about this loan. Yeah, they didn't. But that was why the board was mad at them because yeah, the so board how, was like, "Why didn't you tell us?" If you, you have a board of directors, you have to report business stuff. Why didn't no one report mm-hmm. this business stuff? Yeah, so well, that's why the board had lost faith in them, that's, right? Because so that's they my lied. first problem. Right? Yeah. Second, thirty days is very short time. It is a very short time. Usually they give you like three months, roughly. Mm. No, they, they had right. like a year to pay the loan off, right? Oh, that's right. not my problem. Mm-hmm. My problem is realistically anything cannot be nothing can be sold in thirty days. No, nothing yeah. business wise. I don't know. Business people told me if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be sold in thirty days. So that's days. about three point five million Canadian dollars. Three point five million Canadian dollars. Yeah. Okay. Nothing can be sold in thirty days. That's a lot of money. I don't Damn. know how I don't know how merger works in Nigeria, but can a merger be done in a day? Mm. If you sign the agreement, yeah. Yeah, but usually you have to have lawyers draw up the draft. Yeah, like officially and blah, stuff blah, like blah. that. Yeah, it's which like I I'm, would say at most would be pushed through in probably seven days. Yeah, yes. so I'm guessing they probably got it over with during that whole like convoluted like. Mm-hmm. The okay. two dads connecting and stuff like but that. But that was like a date because why? Right? Again, uh, like I said, this movie wasn't really overly focused on the business. It was more focused but on the this family. This is where stuff. I'm pointing out my problem with the movie. Right? Yeah. As soon as this business thing breaks down logically, the everything rest of the breaks movie, down. The rest of the movie kind of gets amplified for things I did not like. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it takes maybe seven days, right? Yeah. So does this other company do they front the money? To cover mm. the loan, the like the Hamza's dad's company, yeah. or 
do they fund the money? Yeah. So basically, they so when they do the merger, they inherit the debt. The debt. So they fund right? the loan. Yeah. yeah so exactly. they pay off. They mm-hmm. pay off the loan. Yeah, because they were they were like a bigger company than both of those companies. See, that was like that's a lot better than wh- whatever I imagined went through her mind, where she was like, "We just start this like small business, run small buses, we make all this money in like two days," and like. Yeah, no, it's just no. like because uh, she she again. basically figured out the bus route system where like where she figures out oh small buses would make higher profit we'll make higher later profit. on but yeah. like there was no way they're gonna pay off the loan in that month yeah and they time. needed smaller buses so to make why that they work did the merger. yeah that's why they did the merger mm-hmm. to get the small buses yeah. like logically it makes sense it's just maybe the way they did it didn't really resonate with the audience it makes watching no sense. Yeah. logically it makes sense right mm-hmm. problem is the time frame if you change it from like say. 30 days to get this money back to six months. Right. I thought, ooh, I don't even think it was 30 days. Wasn't it like the bank would give them 14 days and the other guy gave him 10 days? Oh, right. It kept yeah. on switching. Yeah. It, it kept, kept on switching. switching. And so then like, like at some day, at some point, the days like increased to then decreased. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm just going to say that's bad editing and all this stuff. <laughs> all I'm just saying is like once that business starts kind of like fell apart, the rest of the movie is just like, yeah. Because if we're doing a movie about like character growth and all this stuff, right? Right. Oh, what's his name? Ada? Yeah. Ada's character growth is kind of well. She weak. grows more with the uncle, mm-hmm. if anything, because the uncle kind of teaches her that, like, again, it, life like, doesn't go as the you way plan, you plan right? it. Yeah, but then I found it was not as much as I would have liked. Then, so oh yeah, okay. like for yeah, her character fair. growth, mm-hmm. I just yeah. did not find it was as much as I would have liked. But then that could also fall into the thing where the characters did not have that much going on about them yeah, yeah. well they didn't go in debt with the characters i feel like this just showed dice family dynamic and yeah. like how your I family more, helps you grow i wanted yeah. more into the brother i, just, I wanted I to see more, more of that if I'm, i was confused like when she goes to the who does she go to for the loan like oh, the her, rapper her ex or something oh that was like her ex yeah yeah because i was just, i like i was confused like I didn't know what, like, I understand the part with the uncle, like, that part that he Whoa. was supposed with to tell Hamza yeah. to mm-hmm. tell them he's being swindled yeah. and, like, eventually that's, work out down the road. Yeah, that's, but, like, yeah. I didn't understand the whole point where this, like, she, that whole situation. So, so basically, she goes back to the ex, mm-hmm. right, to ask him for money because he's apparently this big, like, music. I don't know, he's a producer or something like yeah. that. He's a big music producer or whatever. Um clearly successful right but then you also find out that like the success might not actually be coming from his music it might be coming from those guys who are making deals down in the basement Mm -hmm. right so he's also secretly dirty um but when she goes back to him he kind of takes it (laughs) what why you like this pam what pam's thinking about dirty basements now no it's like it's secretly dirty pam's like ooh, yeah (laughs) it's secretly dirty (laughs) Hey, I mean, if if that did it for you, you know, you like what you like. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know why my brain just like went. It just like took oh it and goodness. just went with it. Yeah, it was just, you know. I don't even know where my thought, tra- my oh train my of thought is well, at going. At least right now, now we know skin tone doesn't stop Pam. She likes what she likes. Pam likes what she likes. Yeah. <laughs> He did. He did a Kyle red in this in the scene. Oh my what? god! He didn't have a tunic on. <laughs> he didn't have a tunic on. No, was he? Sh- he was shirtless. He was shirtless. Yeah, he was shirtless. Like, can I just talk about? It's like that line from oh, what movie was it? <sighs> Hidden Figures. Yeah. Honey, I can appreciate. Uh, was it? I can appreciate beauty in all skin tones yeah. and colors. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. Watch it. But yes, no. 
My favorite scene. Okay. I give Nigerian movies a lot of shit because the dude ridiculous things, right? Right. So this movie went to the vast majority of this movie. Nothing truly ridiculous happened. And to this basement scene where the uncle is arguing with those two <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah. And a dog comes down, opens the door. <laughs> the man in the black shirt screams like he's been shot. Yeah. And then disappears. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, so again, he's like over... Acting at that point, over, it was over so acting, ridiculous. yeah. Because I saw this happen, I was like, "What are you doing? What? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "What kind of Superman strength does she have?" <laughs> she like literally, she didn't even open the door. She just that grabs hard. his shirt. No, she didn't right? even grab his shirt. He, she opened the door, right? Like you know, like the way the door swings out, right? right. So she swung the door outwards, hit this guy in the back. And he that hurts. It hurts. It though. probably hurts. I, yeah, because like where the doorknob is. Hang on, I, I'm gonna get up for a second. <laughs> to check, to okay, explain this to us. Okay. checking. Do you remember that time when you opened the door onto me? Right. I. It hurt me, but I did disappear. Pam's like it against the, the doorknob right now. It's in the kidney. Oh my goodness! I but can't. It's in the kidney. That would it hurt, but Pam, we need to disappear <laughs> out of the room. If someone like if, if this like for those listening, <laughs> this is a very interesting experiment <laughs> these two are having right now. Oh my god! I can, I can. <laughs> I mean, I see where Pam's coming from, though. You know, you might not want to go through that. Yes, but I do have a story of when Sam okay. opened the door onto me. Oh yeah. I remember that. And I didn't disappear from the room. Hey, no. I've been kicked in the kidney by a cow. It, it fucking yeah. hurts. In your defense as wow. well, it was a pretty light door. It wasn't that heavy. In my defense? Yeah. You fucking swung the door to me. Bro, what do you mean in my defense? No. You defend are you, yourself. Are you just being a bitch? I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I am. Because it was fucking annoying. Oh That's what it was goodness. being fucking funny. Like, boom. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry, Uchi. I'm sorry, What do you mean I'm sorry? You still hit me with a door. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I think so. He just wanted to use the money to like wrap her around his finger again and like Most for her likely. to come back and date him. Um, I like the uncle looking at the lady in the bikini that walks by him and he's like, hmm, this is <laughs> dirty very, old man. Yeah, this is very, very nice. <laughs> I was like, aren't you married though? <laughs> he is married, yeah. Just because well, they're chained down doesn't mean yeah. they well, can't run says, to the end of their chain and bark at it. Well, he says something, right? Because she walks, she walks past him, right? And he says something in his native language is Evo. Mm-hmm. And like you see in the subtitles, he's kind of saying like kids these days. They just dress very scantily and think this is like what life is about. And then he's like straight up creeping out and staring at her as he's like condemning her for dressing that way. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so context as to why I got up, I was measuring, trying to explain to these two that the doorknob on most doors <laughs> is at kidney height. Um, and if I you can't. get hit in the ba- in the kidney with a doorknob or with something, it's going to hurt. And a lot right. of times you don't get up from that. Mm-hmm. So he maybe the doorknob was at kidney height for this guy. And that's why right. he didn't get up. <laughs> so I, this I context is I don't know if you guys, the mics would pick oh up me God. like standing by the door. Yeah. I like how they did the whole language barrier thing. Because mm-hmm. again, they're all Nigerian. But pe- again, people forget in Nigeria alone, Nigeria is smaller than Manitoba, I think. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. Nigeria's smaller than Manitoba, but in that small patch of land, they speak like up to 300-ish languages. So that's a mess of languages all rolled up in one. And like, again, most people maybe speak one or two eventually, right? Depending on where, which location exactly you live in, right? But then there's the three main ones, which is like the Igbo, Hausa, and Yoruba, right? But like uh, the Igbo was what was spoken mostly in this like movie. And then Hausa was like Hamza's like tribe and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I thought they did like, they did that pretty well. 
too where they kind of like showed how you know like two people who speak a different language are able to like you know swindle someone mm-hmm. who doesn't speak that language because that definitely happens a lot in nigeria that's how they get you right they speak different languages you don't know what nigeria they're talking is bigger about. than manitoba is it bigger than manitoba yeah. oh Nigeria's over 900,000 square kilometers and Manitoba's like 600. 600, okay. Still very fucking big for Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So maybe slightly bigger than Manitoba. Definitely not bigger than like two provinces in Canada to put together. So, um, yeah. So it's just kind of weird. But I like that. That was was good. And here's a question. This maybe just sounds so stupid. Do you guys speak, like, do you guys speak any like the native languages no. okay i try to i try to speak yoruba i'm not okay. perfect but i try i speak detail of my accent and i understand you too yeah, God, i get I that too when i speak yoruba okay. i speak it with like a british or canadian accent and they, they just look at me like stop just stop so, okay yeah I, I wasn't sure because i was like oh, i don't know yeah that's <laughs> yeah, fine yeah probably not the worst question i've had about like oh yeah no so you're from africa can i ask you an africa question <laughs> What well, I mean nowadays, everyone speaks like a lot of people speak dual languages. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, I I'm struggling with three at the moment. So like Yoruba, English, and then a little bit of Spanish as well. Okay. So it's like that was, and then the Spanish is a totally different story. I went to like a Spanish immersion, like mm. Catholic Roman Catholic school. So That's there's a lot of Latin thing. and stuff involved. My favorite thing about like all minorities know this. Every single minority knows this. Mm-hmm. The level of shit you are in with your parent is the language they speak to you That's in. That's true. Yeah. So That's if true. I'm like in little shit, my parents will shout at me in, t- in English. In English, yeah. More if shit. you're in trouble, Jijewa. the traditional language comes out. Yeah. Deep shit. They're speaking to Dumbuka. I'm yeah. like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> See, and like, I'm Canadian born. Yeah. Um, my parents are oh, I have a Ukrainian good and this, Irish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, I speak a little bit of Ukrainian. Right. We knew mom was mad at us if she fucking yelled at us in Ukrainian. Ukrainian, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just like that um, look like, oh, fuck. And spe- again, related to this, this just happened today, like a few hours ago. I was with Kaya. My dad calls me. And um, he basically starts arguing, well, not arguing, but he starts a conversation with me about, you know, um, the coronavirus and mm. politics and stuff like that. And then he starts quoting Donald Trump. I mean, like, Donald Trump might be right about <laughs> this or whatever. And then yeah. Kai, Kai is with me. My girlfriend's with me, beside me. And she lit- after the call, she literally said, dude, you went straight up from, like, your regular Canadian accent and then your African accent just came out. And I was like, yeah, because I needed to match up with my dad to show him I was serious. So how they know I'm serious in an argument mm. is, like that, my Nigerian accent, a little bit of it just comes out because I'm trying to level up with the accent they're coming at me with, right? Yeah. And then it just becomes a different thing entirely in that as well. So it's just crazy how all those small little cultural differences peak. Yeah. And she loved it. She said it was very comedic. She enjoyed it. But yeah. <laughs> so in a different I'm way. sure I'm sure it did other things for her too. Oh my but. god. <laughs> oh yes, hit me with that Nigerian accent. Jeez. Uga Uga. <laughs> <laughs> Uchi said, oh, go. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Every Nigerian listening to this podcast right now is rolling. They're dying right now. <laughs> Listen, if you're Nigerian and your girlfriend is Caucasian, walk up to her and just say, oh, go. <laughs> 
<laughs> she will fall for you instantly. <laughs> no hesitation. Oh my god. Also, Kaya, if you're listening, I promise I'm never gonna say that. <laughs> I'm um, never w- saying that ever. Watch, watch it. No, I'm not even fucking going into this. <laughs> oh my I feel I feel like that's a conversation that's not quite ready to be oh given to our listeners. Okay. But, okay, okay, so for wait, context wait, in like to ask, I need to ask yeah. you don't know what it means. What does that mean? Yeah, that's what I was saying. For context in like broken like Nigerian English, we have bro- broken English, just like how oh, you so have pigeon. it in Jam- in pigeon English, you have it in Jamaica and stuff too. Or like Fringlish. Yeah, yeah. Fringlish, yeah. So Oga means like boss. Like if you call someone your Oga, that that's like your boss or like your they, and it, and it, so it either goes Oga, right? Or it goes like chairman, or like chairman, right? Or chief, right? Those yeah. are the three big ones. So, yeah. <laughs> it was great. One of my friends, right? He's the dumbest as well. Yeah. He was joking around calling someone else that we which you know. He, she, he kept calling her uh, Buana, yeah. which means boss, right? Yeah. So she put in her stories like, I'm tired of this like boss nonsense. I'm yeah. not someone's boss, right? Mm-hmm. My, me being a dumbass in the comments, like, Okay, we want to daft me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, no, you just you just won my heart over with that. I was gonna like, say, I mean, like, I was gonna say, unless like, ah, I'm not. No, no, the moment has passed. When no, when he said Oga Oga, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that murdered. People are gonna love this episode just because of that <laughs> that one thing you just said. <laughs> so many people can relate to what you just did. Oh, <sighs> oh, so great! Oh my god! I don't even have to tell my other story anymore. Jeez! Oh, that was great. No, no, that's that's the thing, right? But like different again, different cultures. You mm. learn new and different things, right? So that's there's the whole thing with that. Especially like me being a multicultural baby, it's like I you you have that you again fall into that whole line of like you don't really belong. To, I've had this conversation with many people all of my friends know about this but i don't know about this you don't know about this no okay so for me right just because again growing up in different countries yeah learning having different experiences in different places it gets to a point where you're so multicultural that like you feel like you don't belong in a specific Mm. box anymore and again those individual boxes also feel like they can't identify with you because Mm. you don't have you don't meet the prereqs to identify with them right So maybe you're not African enough or you're not you're not white enough. You're not black enough. You're not uh, urban enough mm-hmm. or you're not rural enough or like all that. Oh, right? yeah. I can so kind of relate like, to that on yeah. like the not rural or not urban. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So eventually you kind of get to a point where you just have to be you and hope like hope that you find other people yeah. like you. Right. That's probably why me and Uchi get although Uchi definitely is more African than I am. I would imagine so. Um, but, <laughs> but like, again, yeah, he has aspects of him that wouldn't be the conventional, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, good. More African. <laughs> no, I think it's just like a more openly, I guess, the colonizer sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, that's the thing too, right? And then you get into, I'm like, I know this, this movie is making us get into a lot of different things, but then you get into like, you know, what does it mean to be like pro-African or pro-black or whatever? And like. Can you really be like Western or like have a Western type of lifestyle and be pro-black at the same time or all those kind of things, right? And then there's a lot of debate about all of those different kind of things too. And you have people like Childish Gambino, like Donald Glover, you know, he mar- he's married to like a Caucasian lady right now. And then a lot of people give him stick for being like, you can't be pro-black. And, and, like, well, and I mean, like that kind of brings yeah. in that like, um, 
the whole thing is like, oh, I'm proud to be Asian. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud yeah. to be um, East Indian. And <laughs> it's like, proud to be white. And it's like the proud <laughs> to be white thing. It's yeah. like, like I can see where that that's kind of like bringing up a thing mm-hmm. because it's like brings up the okay so it's a, you're okay to be proud about like your ethnicity but it's not okay for like other people to be proud of your ethnicity right. and like that sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly so you get you get that whole thing too and yeah. then, you know that i mean again that's where you have to just draw that line and be mm-hmm. like you know at some point and i've had this conversation with a lot of people too at some point you need to realize that like it gets to certain levels of human interaction where race plays no role whatsoever mm. in some specific cases, oh, yeah. right? Especially when it comes to matters of like, you know, rela- relationships, especially like who you who you love or who's your brother, who's your sister, whether adopted or otherwise mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Obviously, those things still come into play depending on the situation. Oh, yeah. But there's some specific situations where like you just got to leave race at the door. Oh, at, yeah. For this point in time and just like focus on the actual person. Well, and that like right? it brings it like the whole like racism thing. And it's like if you're a shitty person, it doesn't matter what your race is. You're just a shitty person. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, I, I, I like that I'm getting more of that now because I can look at a black person and be like, you're a shitty person. Mm-hmm. And look at a white person and say, yeah, you're a shitty person oh, yeah. too. So yeah, depending hey, on. Shitty people are coming off. Well, and that's exactly, yeah, exactly it. Like, I, I mean, I know equally shitty white people as I do like non-white people People, yeah kind of thing like it's just depending like your interactions with me and i'm sure there's tons of people out there who think i'm a shitty person and i mean the reality is you're definitely for me too yeah like you're a villain in everyone's someone you're a villain in someone's story you're someone's villain yeah Yeah. villain in someone's story that's just Mm -hmm. the two of them yeah Mm -hmm. and like oh i have a catalog probably of people who don't like me but that's okay (laughs) <laughs> that's okay one well, of my favorite like just to go back to the whole like woke and African thing right yeah I was talking uh, Tracy right mm-hmm. and she's like yeah I'm pan did I tell you about my pan Africanness? I was like no okay what does that mean for you now right and then she just wrote insert race because we all know what race she was talking about yeah sometimes <laughs> I was like you have to add more yeah. to it you can't just be like sometimes <laughs> see I get that too sometimes where like people you know um, I forget who who it was one of our mutual friends, Delito, one of his friends, um, this girl who she comes into my apartment. She sees on my walls, like the movie posters and stuff. Mm. She sees like artwork for my book. And like, you know, she, she reads like one or two chapters out of my book and stuff like that. She's looking at like my video game collection and like, you know, all of the, all my game of Thrones posters and stuff like that. And then, you know, she comes at me and she says like, you're black, but like, you're not black, black. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, even and I'm mean? like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, I can walk in here and I can see all your movie posters and all your video games and all your artworks and stuff to like me, that. That sounds like she's saying just because like you're black, you have to have nothing but like tribal artwork. Yeah. yeah or like, yeah. Or, like yeah. have like a, a have like a poster of Tupac on yeah. my wall or something like that, you know? And then that's where it, exactly that's where it comes into play where it's like, um, which is again, why shout out. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, he would always remain my hero because right from when I was a little kid, I would always watch him in Community or in all those other shows. Mm-hmm. And he mirrored, he represented the demographic that I believe I'm not alone in this demographic of the black kid who is a nerd and the black kid yeah. who doesn't really necessarily have to identify with being, you know, what is conventionally yes. quote unquote black, right? See, and that's like, I get it, like with being whiter than white mm-hmm. um like i have traditional aborigine artwork right. from australia on my walls mm-hmm. i have 
traditionally Aboriginal Canadian artwork on my right. walls. I have the traditional picture of like Marilyn Monroe on my wall. <laughs> and like people, someone would walk in there and like if someone says like, oh, you're like, oh, you have this. Like you're not being mm-hmm. typically white. It's yeah. like your race doesn't mm-hmm. depict I've been what called you out like. for my Marilyn Monroe poster in my living room too. Yeah. yeah. I think the truth of the matter is no matter what happens, you're always going to be subscribing to someone's definition of yeah. what black yeah. is. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah. Or like what what any what your what, perceived uh, race what is. What your perceived yeah. race is. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is not that, right? Yeah. I've had people say that shit to me. It's like, oh, Uchi, you're not black enough. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Uchi, you're weird. Yes, I watch my yeah, fucking exactly. anime. Yeah. I don't care. You know, yeah, it's just all that kind of stuff, right? And it, it, at some point, it just gets tiring because you're like, okay, I don't want to have to deal with this. Uchi, but, you're not black enough. Yes, but I listen to NWA. <laughs> but that does not make me But then it also, it also baffles me because those people say that. But they, you know, you claim to be aware of, you know, social injustice or racism or mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you're still putting your own people down for yeah. not being your definition of what being, you know, a certain yeah. ethnicity is, right? I think, like, the biggest problem is, like, that could, this could break down into a whole podcast on its own. It's probably, like, mm-hmm. the worry that we're losing our cultural identity to the colonizer. Right. Because that's that was, what like, people are worried about. Happened, right. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are worried that mm-hmm. by us not subscribing to the definition of black, we're losing what our culture represented before. Right. And, like, the biggest problem with that, though, is every single culture mm-hmm. is very different. different well, see, yeah. like, I know from my mom being Ukrainian and, like, my dad being Irish. Right. Like, my, we were brought up more with, like, my mom's cultural traditions and not so much with my dad's cultural traditions. Cultural traditions, yeah. Hey, man. Oh, my God. Like, my grandmother made us call canon, like, stuff like that. But... I mean, my mom, I remember, like, this is at Christmas time, she would get so mad, like, because I can't remember what this is about, but something happened, and I was like, okay, I don't care, like, it, like right. as in, it, it, it's not that I, like, I didn't care, like, it didn't matter to me, like, mm-hmm. you make the decision where this is going, it does not matter, like, right. as long as it gets put out, and she got so mad, and was like, if I don't carry out the traditions, you kids never will, blah, 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 so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, there's a fear exactly. with every culture of, like, yeah. that we're all being bundled together right but the thing with us too i figure like with our generation specifically we have a different way of showing that heritage Mm -hmm. right um you have people like jordan peele who's he's trying to so he's one of the best black directors Mm -hmm. that's come in because again we are a movie podcast but you know that's come in in a while and coming with unique perspectives on you know the general black experience Mm -hmm. in america as an african-american right and those things are unique he's still staying attuned to his culture Mm -hmm. but he's still making all those films where i have a problem is people calling his quote-unquote blackness to question because he's married to a white woman gina linetti on brooklyn Mm -hmm. 99 right and then all of a sudden people are like oh could he be really be pro-black so it's like you can't scrap all of this work get out us all of these movies you can't scrap all of it just because this was it will always be a problem for someone Mm because you can look at say i believe it's kendrick lamar right He's married to a light skin. Yeah. And suddenly everyone's like, oh, is he really pro-black because he's married to a light skin? She's yeah. still black, though. But, like, that's that's like just the whole thing. No matter what happens, you're never going to be Please black everyone. enough. Yeah. You're not going to mm-hmm. be African enough. Yeah. Well, see, and that's, like, brings up the thing. Like, it's, like, with being black, there's so many skin tones. Exactly. With being white, there's so many skin tones. Like, mm-hmm. I am, like, transparent white. <laughs> you meet my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister is olive skin. Right. Mm. But mm-hmm. she's still white. Right. Right? Like, it's... 
brings in just that. the different skin yeah. tones like as well. it's, it's yeah, the different melatonin levels do you have that in like the white community i guess in general mm-hmm. is there a preference towards more pale skin than to like olive skin or i feel like really? it's leaning more towards olive skin now right it's like the tan lifestyle yeah the tan lifestyle yeah. like i mean yeah. i personally tan um during the winter but that's because i have some skin flaws that i don't i feel look a little less um obvious to other people when i'm a little more tan Mm -hmm. um because like when i'm when i'm not tan i am like fucking transparent (laughs) like (laughs) glitter when i walk outside white um but it's like a light beacon yeah pretty much (laughs) that's how white i am like i mean i am blonde hair blue eyes pale skin Mm -hmm. like everyone like i'm ukrainian irish i get constantly asked if i am german or austrian right Mm -hmm. Because I don't. Honestly, look, yeah, if you didn't yeah. tell me that you're kidding, I should have assumed yeah. German, Scandinavian. Yeah. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I also need to clarify. I love black on black love. You know, I'm all about that black love. That's all I'm saying. Marry I'm just, who you, ma- yeah, you marry. I'm just who saying, you want. You know, like, I'm all, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it too. As you know, nothing illegal, get some shea butter up. You know, butter each other up. I don't know what you into. I mean, <laughs> that just makes me think of. <laughs> <laughs> on RuPaul's Drag Queen, I oh I can't think of who it is, but there was someone who's on the shave better said my skin is so cocoa soft. Yeah, and it, he was a black drag queen. I can't yeah. think of who it mm-hmm. was though. That that line just made me think of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, we should probably go back to the movie. Yes, yeah, get back but to the movie. <laughs> I like to quote the famous Jermaine Cole, mm-hmm. "Who you fuck don't make me come." Oh my was goodness, it, yeah. That's true too. Simple yeah. as that. I love the way like all oh, this could be this. Like that's exactly cool things. if yeah. you like dark skinned people, cool. If you like whiter than white as people, as long as cool. it's not a fetish. Well, that's exactly. Uh, yeah. well, that's exactly. Fetishize. Don't fetishize people. That's yeah. very important. Like, everyone has their preferences. Yeah. And if someone's not attracted to you because they you're just not in their preference, don't fucking hate on them mm-hmm. for it. Date who you want to yeah. date. However, you know if they. Because here's the thing. As long as you're not a fucking racist ass. Yeah, because you got to draw the line too, right? I have a (laughs) friend. I have a friend. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention this friend's name Mm -hmm. or anything because I don't want to throw that person under the bus. But this friend has straight up. We said to me already. She just does not find black people attractive. Like she can find them attractive as friends or people Mm -hmm. she'd hang out with, but she cannot see herself dating or marrying a black person. Mm -hmm. Right? This person's still my friend, but. After, like, just kind of getting that Vibe. perspective, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to. Because now I'm caught in between the line of being, is it just a preference? Or, like, should I feel a certain way that she straight up told me she does not. She just does not find, like, darker skin tone people attractive, mm. you know. So then it, get, it gets to a point where I'm like, is she, she's obligated to the, the <laughs> opinion, yeah. for sure. Like, everyone can have their own opinion. But then is that necessarily harmful Mm-hmm. to like would she have like you know eventually have a oh, I already said this is she but would she eventually have a daughter or a son that would eventually want to get married to a darker skinned person and would like would she ha- or he have a problem with yeah. it you know or whatever so that's the thing where it's like it's it's a deep subject like oh, yeah. it's just just I don't know well yeah. and I just want to say something I think the woman who plays Ad- Ad- Ada yeah Mm-hmm. She's so fucking gorgeous. She is Genevieve. She's Gen- so her name's Genevieve too. She has like the prettiest yeah, name ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> she is. She is really pretty. The main the main character of this movie is pretty, and she's. I think she's like forty something. Yeah. Even she's well, okay. I remember like we mentioned about that. Don't crack. Black don't crack. There was <laughs> when I was in and Vegas. Yeah. There was a woman. I was. 
yeah, reveal what happens in Vegas. Um, I was in Vegas after a really nasty breakup a couple years ago, and I went to go see Thunder from Down Under, which, if you don't know, is a Australian strip show. Right. And they pulled this black lady up on stage. I saw her in the bathroom, and I like, I saw, I was like, "Good for you! You went up on stage. Like that was an must been an awesome experience." And she's like, "Oh, that's great! She, it's my fiftieth birthday." Uh, yeah. Whoa. I looked at her. She looked maybe thirty-five. Mm-hmm. People forget how old is Rihanna right now. Thirty-three, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Oh, okay, I guess. Okay, I guess we can. Oh, J Lo. J Lo's almost fifty. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You guys, you guys age so much more gracefully than whiteies. <laughs> well, I think it's J Lo black. J Lo's like she's mixed. Okay. She's like half, uh, half Col- No, not Colombian. She's. What is she? What is J Lo? I know she's. She might be from Uchi's, wherever. Uchi's googling it. Yeah, she might be from wherever Becky G's from. I'm not sure. Becky G's Mexican. Becky. Oh, okay, so I don't think J Lo's Mexican then. Maybe Colombian? I don't know. This is good to early life. Yeah. Born to Puerto Rican parents. Or she's Puerto Rican. There we go. Well, either way, yeah. mm-hmm. I find people with more mal- melatonin in melatonin their skin to age, age better. so Look at much Elba. more graceful. Idris Elba is an old man, uh, and he still I know, looks and good. And he's still attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I so. just... He <laughs> age so much nicer. Even, like, <laughs> the like uh, Ada's dad, like, che- the chief. Yeah. He, like, for his age, he still looks like... I can see, like... A woman around his age still finding him attractive, mm-hmm. you know, because he still he had like the nice like lion beard and, you know, it was kind of I mean, he had like the deep like um, James Earl Jones type voice and everything, too. So the voice, know, I honestly he had a great like, voice. Yeah. Yeah. I am now gifting Lionheart to my daughter. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude, why do you sound so stoic? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, that was great too. I like that a lot. Some people just have voices for like just that sort of thing. Like James Earl Jones, Sam Elliott is like, they just have that narrator storytelling Mm -hmm. voice. Yeah. He would Um, be great as like a Nat Geo Wild mm -hmm. narrator. On that note of Nat Geo Wild, there's that British narrator on all those like wildlife Um, shows. Oh, uh, uh, David Attenborough. David yeah. Attenborough. Mm-hmm. It's like when he dies. I can do such a great David Attenborough impression. Okay, I gotta hear it. I did it whenever I would play Red Dead Online. Um... Huh, what am I gonna do? Give me a topic. Give me anything. I don't know. Um, Drugs. The, the, <laughs> ma- the majestic giraffe senses bees when he travels along the African safari. There, there we go. So, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, this like when he dies, there'll be just yeah, a generation because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like you put on a nature show, you expect to hear that yeah. voice. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Back to the movie. And Wait, the lioness the and her cubs will be fed for a few days. Have you seen the clip of like an anime documentary of Snoop Dogg doing the voice? Over? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, God, yeah. yes. Or that. BBC cool. talking animals. I'm yeah. Jamie Oliver, rock you know? star with a have garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know who I think would be a great narrator if we just gave him a shot? Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. He's angry enough to do it. He's angry enough to do it. <laughs> All right. We should start wrapping up. Yeah. All right. Um, so over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films um, using a coordinate system. North for good writing, south for bad writing, east for good cinematography, cast, no style, and west for bad cinematography, casting, and style. Um, so if a movie's a northeast, that means it has good writing, north, and good cinematography, east. If it has, if it's a, if, if we rate it as a southwest, South, bad writing, and West, bad cinematography. And then everything else falls kind of in the middle. So I guess I'll go first um, as the only Nigerian in the room. Um, I will give this movie 
just the, in the middle, just a point zero zero origin. That's Doing what, what I, would I do give for it. Aladdin. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I would do because, like, again, the writing it was decent, but it fell short at times, right? So I would keep that in the middle. Casting wise, the act, like you know, um, Genevieve was great. Um, the uncle, I forget his name right now, but God's the, will. God's will, yeah, the guy who, yeah, who plays God's will, he was great as well. The chief, like their da- her dad. So those three main characters were fantastic. Everyone else, uh, I don't know. They could have done better with the other business tycoon villain mm-hmm. guy. Like he was kind of just like a face of death, but they never really like went too much into him or why he wants to. Well, he wants he wanted to buy out everyone because he wanted to dominate the market. Because I am evil. Yeah, uh-huh. well, because he wanted Monopoly or something like he, that. Yeah. I mean, um, Monopoly's are evil. Yeah. <laughs> so Looking so, at you, Disney. <laughs> so all of that too. Um, but yeah, just right spot in the middle. But I, as a Nigerian, I love it. I think it's a step in the right direction, and it's definitely a class above our horrible movies that we've had in our history. But then again, Nollywood only started in nineteen sixty. In the nineteen, yeah, exactly nineteen sixty. So Nollywood has only been around for maybe sixty 70 to years. seventy years, and they're already rivaling Bollywood and potentially Hollywood like Bollywood at some point. Not that old. Not that old as well. Yeah. I feel like Bollywood's even newer. Then yeah, Google yeah, time might be. We have the technology. So, Nollywood came out when my dad was born. So, so you're just saying that your dad's old. My dad's 19. He was born like 1963. So Nollywood's like three oh, years. My dad's old not even that old. Yeah. Your parents are babies. I think they are. Yeah. My dad, yeah I'm, not <laughs> <expose> <laughs> my, I'm not about to expose my dad's age. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can just say. Yeah, I think my dad was 1963. Your dad's older than my dad. Older than your dad? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My I'm parents like are both older than your parents. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are 50s babies. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I also have a sister who's like seven years older seven than me. Seven years old? Huh. Yeah. Nice. My youngest brother's like eight years younger than me. Oh, yeah. No, my younger sister's just four years younger. So Is there like, okay, there's two of you, Sam? Yeah, just two of us. How about you? Three of us. There's three? Mm-hmm. And there's only two of us. Yeah. So my parents decided to go with the whole modern... Uh, kind of almost the Simpsons. The white picket fence life. Yeah, we didn't get a Maggie, unfortunately, but... Okay, this is gonna um, take me way yeah. too long to figure out when yeah. Bollywood starts. So fuck it. <laughs> You're rating. Yeah. My rating. Yeah. You're rating. Oh my! <laughs> You're just like smiling. I mean, You're like. He's like my rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I heard my writing. I was like my no. writing. <laughs> it's like me hearing the what white people. Oh, also, I <laughs> should <laughs> mention Genevieve. Also, a big shout out to her. Sorry, before you go, because she has she's the first ever director to have her film, well, Nigerian film being submitted into the Academy Awards and actually being seriously considered. And she's a woman who did it as well. So not only the first person, but the first woman and the first person to do it. And I know I'm a dude, but honestly, she, as a Nigerian and obviously as a person of color, has also motivated me to, you know, believe that if, hey, if she can do it and she was in Nigeria the entire time when she did it, then, hey, you know what? Any other Nigerian could possibly do it, too. You can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yay, teamwork. I can write a film. I can write a script. And it can be Oscar bait, potentially. Don't use the term Oscar bait. That just means a movie that's not good. Well, most movies are Oscar bait. Well, most most Oscar movies are Oscar bait. (laughs) Except for Parasite. Except Parasite, yeah. Parasite, the shit. Mm -hmm. Go watch Parasite. But yes, Mm -hmm. my opinion of Lionheart. This movie falls smack dab in the middle. Yeah, same for you, too. (laughs) I just (laughs) said itself. Itself? The plot was very, very bad mm-hmm. like that's that script was not good mm-hmm. the rest is like decent the characters kind of fall in the palm of the script 
but like that's also another thing. Right. And like I know you're saying like, oh, it's a lot better than the old Nigerian movies, right? Yeah. You probably agree with that. I do, but then I kind of like the old Nigerian movies because of like with really the horrible CGI. With the horrible CGI, the ridiculous <laughs> plots, the nonsensical witchcraft. They're all very <laughs> memorable for some reason. Oh my like goodness. it's been maybe 10 years yeah. since I watched this one specific Nigerian movie with my mom, right? Mm-hmm. But I can remember this plot perfectly. Because it's, it's it probably an so out-of-this-world kind of plot. It was so fucking yeah. entertaining. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing of this I've movie. seen a Nigerian movie where two kids had to do um, prayer was at the, the dinner table. Was it the two kids are played by like the old men? No, no, no. They had the, so they had dinner, right? And their mom was like, hey, you guys need to pray before you eat, right? Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we're going to you know, say, say grace before dinner. But then the girl says grace, but the boy doesn't. And this ghost Comes shows up at the table. They can't see it because it's a ghost. And then it's like debating who, like which one of their like foods it wants to like drop poison in, right? So the girl who's praying, it like somehow gets affected by the prayer and is like, Ugh. The, you know, it doesn't work. She has like a, she has the force around her. Um, <laughs> and then it drops the poison into the boy's food and then the boy eats it and then like gets poisoned. So they have to rush into the hospital. And then my mom looks at me and my mom's like, see, this is why you should always say grace before eating. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. It's, wow. It's so ridiculous. You but know? it's kind of entertaining. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, okay, look, this movie, it's, I don't want to say it's a little better than those because people love those old movies, right? Yeah, people, a lot of people, people love, love them, those yeah. movies, right? But these are the movies our parents grew up on. But those <laughs> so. movies are entertaining yeah. to think about afterwards. Yeah. Like, they're very bad, but they're very entertaining. Mm-hmm. This movie, unfortunately, by tomorrow, I will not remember anything about this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, probably. Even today, I was struggling to be like, why be able to remember this movie? And I watched this last night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat there. With, like, I watched it yesterday, and I'm like, what the I hell don't happened remember. in it? Yeah. yeah. Well... They can only get better, right? Hopefully. Mm. So we'll see. We need more. Nollywood, you're on the right track. Just make better movies. Better writing. Mm. Um, Pam, tear this movie apart. (laughs) Tear this movie apart. I feel like I'm the least, like, allowed to rip this movie apart. (laughs) (laughs) Pam's like, Northeast, greatest movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a Southeast, actually. Yeah, Southeast. Um, Okay. Like, the writing... If you're in a human interest stories, I could definitely see how you would be like, this movie is amazing. Right. Um, but like, the whole family drama. The whole family stuff. drama, I feel like it could have been written a little more consecutively, had like the whole social constructs explained a little bit better in the beginning, maybe looped back to that somehow. Right. Um, the acting, I did enjoy the cast. I mean, I thought the mom was great. Right. Um, Gen- Genevieve, right? Yeah. Genevieve. She was really good. I liked mm-hmm. the uncle. Um the and I love the assistant. I think the assistant's yeah, the my assistant, favorite character right. in the whole movie. That prison scene though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um it just so it's just kinda it's act like it's okay. It's an okay movie. I yeah. like if this was on a numerical scale, I'd be like four to six yeah. in that range. Four like four to six. Yeah. But that that's kinda where I'm at. I mean yeah. there was a Good lot cinematography of inconsistency too. The yeah. colors popped. There and was stuff. a lot of inconsistencies and I thought the wardrobe was really nice. Like I loved all the dresses yeah. she wore. Mm-hmm. Um she looked flawless in them. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just it's it's only okay mm-hmm. for me. They should have okay. done something better with the brother. Yes. Jeez, I wanted to Let's see more. Well, of that's the exactly it. Like there was like they introduced little things and yeah. then never wrapped them up. Yeah, like there was a lot of loose ends. Yeah. Okay. Like another way I can put this is like, you know, like how we watch movies from like all over the world, right? And yeah. it was like trying to introduce like the more Western audience. Mm-hmm. Into yeah, it. that's what. So yeah. it'd be like, oh, if you want to get into Korean movies, go watch Parasite or Train to Busan. You yeah. want to get into Japanese movies, go mm-hmm. watch um, what's a movie. I still 
want to say Beast of No Nation is a Nigerian movie because the writer, the writer, is, the director wasn't Nigerian, but the writer was Nigerian. So if I'm going to say watch a Nigerian movie, watch Beast of No Nation because that was a near perfect movie. I loved it. The yeah, one with Idris, the with Idris Elba. Mm. If you want to just get into Japanese cinema, go watch like Battle Royale, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If I'm pretty sure like someone who watches Boy movies be like, okay, this is a quintessential Boy movie. Get watch this, you yeah, get into exactly. Boy movies. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, what do I watch to get in Hollywood? I wouldn't use this one. No. Yeah. No. I again, I would always mention Beasts of No Nation, which is like the only star quality one probably there is. <laughs> but yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah. Only okay. Mm-hmm. Only okay. Only okay. So you go see like Lionheart it. if you haven't seen it. If you're Nigerian, you might probably like it more than we generally liked it on the podcast. I feel like if you're Nigerian, you might not even like it more because it just doesn't that's have true. this random... That's true. I mean, like, Nollywood itself did give it 63%. So Yeah. Yeah. So watch it for yourself. See if you like it or not. Um, compare it to... I don't know. Watch it, then listen to the podcast or listen to the podcast and watch it, whichever order you prefer. Listen we are trying not to sway your opinions, yeah. but I mean, listen to the podcast <laughs> first. Okay, it's like the end of the podcast. At this point, they've already listened. They've to already it. listened to it. Yeah, if you're listening at this point, you probably it's either you listened or you took that scroller and moved it all the way to the end. If you're um, at this point, you've committed. Yeah, you're <laughs> stuff. All right, um, you can find us on Instagram at Northern Critic UMFM, on Twitter Northern underscore Critic, and um, you can catch us at our website as well we have all of the movies we've done up with like little uh, blog posts up there as well um, you can subscribe to the website so you get the updates of when we post stuff and then you know at the end of it too uh, when this whole corona thing dies down uh, we will be have we'll be hosting one of our you know subscribers because we think you guys are great and thank you for so much for listening in um, and then hopefully we can do um, a conference call or kind of like a cross-platform podcast with you so that way you can be a guest during one of our reviews as well um yeah and you can find me at sam shinobi that's s-h-e-n-u-b-i it's a play on shinobi but shinobi um yeah on instagram at shinobi um you can also find me on instagram winter beauty so w-i-n-t-e-r-b-e-a-u-t-i that is an i instead of a y at beauty mm-hmm. um yeah that's yeah. pam's it. very pretty so well, if you look up y'all. her Instagram. Yeah, it's know. basically cat photos and travel yeah. photos. It's a, and it's, a, it's a real thirst trap. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have like creepy people like yeah. fucking <laughs> sliding into my DM. The best like slide into my DM I've ever had was like some creepy old dude and he's like, you're, in the, you're a nine because you're the one, I'm the one you need. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Like, I, I obviously, like, those go to my requests. I can't, like, yeah. and I'm just, like, half the time I don't even look at them. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you get, you get unsolicited? Uh, no, I've actually never no. had an unsolicited really? dick pic. Look no. at you. Yeah, You're in the vast minority of I know. women. Wow. I know. Yeah. I was like, an unsolicited dick pic, you are a brave person. So, like, obviously, I'm I, not that much. I don't of have a, the balls to do that. Obviously, my Instagram's not that much wait, of a thirst wait, trap. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the most first trap Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the balls to send an unsolicited pic. Uh, damn, let's just wrap it up. I feel like Kaya is, like, happy hearing that. She, yeah, yeah. She is extremely happy. I don't have the balls to do that. <laughs> I have the balls that can only be seen in private. Um, anyways. <laughs> 
carry God. He's just digging himself a hole and yeah, burying the dirt back on I top am. of him. Uh, yeah, no. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. Bye. Like, look at all their faces. I <laughs> Brush your teeth. Wash your hands. Do drugs. No, yeah, take pictures of your balls. Stay. I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. Remember, wash your hands. Corona and- can touch your balls, too. Sorry, I'll stop talking about balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay safe. What, you don't wash, wash your, your hands, hands, and then you touch your balls. Okay, Sam, enough. Stop. <laughs> stay safe. Wash. Take your care hands. of your neighbors. Wash your hands. Don't Bye. touch your balls. <laughs>